The contents of our show have many references to alcohol and drinking. We want to acknowledge our friends in recovery and let them know we love you and support you. If you or someone you know is a person with substance use disorder, you can call 1-800-662-HELP. Sitters here, taxis not far, meet you at the closest bar. No toddler grass until sunrise, slowly sip that whiskey ride. Gather parents for it's near, it's time to hit that bottle of You know, I really wish I could meet you at the closest bar so many reasons right now that we can't do that, but Megan Casey making us feel real sad about Zoom cheers. Yeah. One day this song is going to, it's going to ring true and we're all yes. just going to meet each other yes. at the bar. <laughs> One day it will all make sense again and we will, We, I mean, the lyrics could have been, you know, cheers you over Zoom. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we don't have to listen yeah i hope that's not it forever yeah oh man oh man oh man that was a downer to start on hi everybody (laughs) (laughs) guys how's everybody doing how are you doing how are you doing sarah well now they're bummed out by me Mm. um no i'm good we're good we're good we're good um I had a fun couple of moments with Owen this weekend. Do you want to hear about those? I do want to hear about those. Oh, you know what? We should tell the people, though. Oh, what Uh, are we drinking? We are drinking this evening good old-fashioned guilt. Mm. We actually aren't drinking anything. We're just drinking in our own feelings of guilt and shame. (laughs) No. It's hard to swallow. It's (laughs) it's hard to swallow. Uh, no, it's a beverage. It's an old fashioned. It's our version. Uh, it it introduces mezcal instead instead of the right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I drinking again? Did I make this right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I now virtually make Sarah's cocktails over yes, Zoom. I'm all. <laughs> I'm just always drunk. Just assume I'm drunk at all times. Uh, but we were talking about, we're talking about mom, parent, uh, caregiver, parents, guilt and shame. And, uh, you know, Alicia and I are both moms, so it will come from the perspective from us as moms and mom guilt, because Mm -hmm. that's what we are. But, um, you know, we know this guilt is felt by many across all boards. So, uh, yes. So, uh, we got a lot to talk about. And then we have a spill the wine submission, which I believe is on par with the same subject. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got a good one for you tonight. Yeah. I mean, I think that there are a lot of stories that people probably have in their heads. And hopefully when we're talking about this, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I, yep, that that's what that was. You know, like, I think this, when Sarah and I were kind of like brainstorming about this conversation, I had said something and she's like, you're doing it right now. I was like, oh, fuck. You know, like, and, we, and we still do it, you know, like we're still, mm-hmm. I, we're not clear of the guilt, you know, the guilt is still heavy and um, lingers long after 
coming home from the hospital. But there are some certain factors into, you know, that uh, uh, that play into the new experience of being a mother and how to handle and cope and talk to people and yada, yeah. yada, So And I don't think it'll ever go away, really. But no. um, to be able to acknowledge it in your own mind or, you know, acknowledge it for a friend mm-hmm. is super helpful. Yeah. Um, we just want to be like, you know what? Let's yeah. stop fucking doing that. Let's stop making excuses yeah. for ourselves. Exactly. Let's stop. Let's stop killing ourselves. Let's stop telling ourselves we're bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. So, my fun story. Trigger warning for any males listening. I'm gonna throw that out there. Ew. <laughs> okay. Gonna- I just feel like. There's a there's a touchy there's a touchy there's a there's a period if you talk about blood and period blood. Um, well, let's normalize so periods as well. Let's normal let normalize period blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so men. So we don't buckle up. Yeah. Buckle up. Buckle up. Get in your seat and belt it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> belt it. Belt that <laughs> period blood is great. What's wrong with me? Um, okay. So. I hop. I, I'm. We don't have privacy, right? I mean, I I have zero privacy when Owen and I are home together. So um, I got him. I thought I had him on the couch. There's two kind of separate stories. The first one is I had him on the couch. He was like on his little tablet. And he was he was chilling. He's cool. So I go hop in my shower to take a shower, and it's heavy day. So there is blood. There's blood dripping. Mm-hmm. And he comes in to the shower, not into the shower. He comes into the bathroom, opens the door to the shower and is, you know, sees me there and sees it. And he's like, mommy, what is this? It's oh. yeah, blood, baby. Why are you bleeding, mommy? <laughs> like, are you okay? And I'm, you know, it's one of those moments where you're like, yeah, I'm fine. It's just, you know, every month uh, women bleed. and you know, some months we don't bleed and that's when we're creating a baby. Like I created you. And he's like, I am a baby. And then he turned around and left. <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> that was it. So it's fine. Whole story, bro. Whole <laughs> story. What are you talking about? I don't care. I am a baby. And he left. It was fine. I just, you know, I froze in horror at first because it was like the perfect, it was like the perfect storm where he walked in just in the time. I just got in the shower. It was just, you know, yeah. uh, you know, it's a bloody scene. Anyway, so... The second one was I got out of the sh- <laughs> I got out of the shower. I put my clothes on. I forgot to put anything on. Uh, so I'm like sitting down and realized it, and I like jumped up and went to the bathroom. So there's no toilet paper in the bathroom. I don't have a pad, and uh, I actually didn't have underwear on at that time because I was just wearing a robe. Yeah. So I had to call him in. <laughs> Did you make I your said, go get you a pad. I did. I was like, okay, bottom drawer. Get in the bottom drawer. Get the square pad thing. Yes, 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 yes. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, now go into the cabinet. You know what toilet paper is. Grab me a toilet paper. And he's like, he's in it. He's like, okay, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. And then we got to we got to the underwear, and it was just sitting on my bed. And I'm like, Owen, okay, this is the one. Now go get the underwear. And he goes to my bed and he's like, I'm like right in front of you. And he would turn around or I'd go right in front of you. The first thing on the bed and he'd walk around the bed or like look under the bed. I was like two out of three, babe, two out of three. 
So I had to, I had to stand up and get the underwear, but at that time I had toilet paper, so we were fine. But it was just one of these moments where I'm like, all right, uh, this is my life. Mm -hmm. My, my three-year-old child is getting my pads for me and now he knows about, uh, menstruation. So (laughs) he's ready to do a demonstration. (laughs) Menstruation (laughs) demonstration. He's gonna. Uh, well, he's gonna know not to play with my pads. At least, yeah. not take them all out and like stick them all over the walls. Um. So, uh, you're all welcome for those stories. Well, I, you know what's so great though is River. The other day, she asked me like put something. I, I was working, and so she was watching TV, and and she's like, "Can I? I want to watch something else." And I'm like, "Okay, can you go ahead, get me the remote then?" She's like, mm-hmm. and then like goes and gets it and brings it to me, and I'm like, hmm. While you're at it, can you get me the water, <laughs> my, my water bottle too? She's like, oh, yeah, mommy, and like brings it over, and I'm like, this is a great age. <laughs> like, I can I can finally ask you to do things for me. Yes, yes, so, and they want to. Yeah, so great. I, it's like a little trade off for them. It's like fun. It's like I need you to do something too, and and they feel empowered and independent yeah. and capable. Yeah. And so it's it's funny that you were saying that. I had a I had a pretty. Sarah and I are synced up on our periods, which is very, we don't know. It's interesting. Um, we don't live. I mean, it's, yeah, we, <laughs> we talk every day, yeah, yeah. but, um, so I was on my period as well this week and, um, river, I was like laying on the, on the couch and I'm like, oh, my periods are really bad. We've mentioned that before, but I was on the couch and I was, um, I was like, mommy just needs a minute. I was like, I'm in a lot of pain. She goes, oh, you need to go to the doctor. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't need to go to the doctor. It's something that happens. Um, it'll happen to you when you're older. And it, it happens once. And I could just see like all interest just like lo- leaving her face. You know, she's just like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about anymore. And I'm like, bottom line, mommy's fine. It, it's just, it's, it's just, it just hurts. And she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny that this week we both tried to educate our children on periods and they're just like, Listen, oh, okay, cool. It's never too soon. It's funny. It's actually really, it was, it made me kind of sad because by the seventh direction and I was like, I'm probably telling him something wrong. Like if I say it's right in front of you eight times, it's not going to change anything if he didn't get it the first five. Yeah. So with the underwear, I was like, it's fine. And I just got up to get it. And he sat down and cried because he didn't find it and because he oh. really wanted to help me. And then I was like, well, now I feel like an asshole because, but I needed my underwear. Like, what do you want? And then he was fine. He was fine. But that's like, it's like all three things against you, right? Like, I I totally get what you're saying when you get out of the, you get out of the shower and you put on a robe and you're like, I'll remember to, you know, I just want to dry off, brush my teeth. And then I'm going to remember to put on a pad or or a tampon and like, or a cup, whatever the, whatever you use. Right. Um, Whatever. Or you just let it fly. I don't, I don't know whatever you do, but. Period underwear. Just Thanks. Swishing it around the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> blood spatter. <laughs> Sorry. People do free bleed. I uh, I don't know how they do it, but I know that it's done. It sounds but, yeah. messy, but I, sure, if that's – sure. Yeah, whatever. Um, you got to do what you got to do, right? We don't all have access to these kinds of things. And that's they should be true. more accessibly um, – accessible for all people and free anyway free um <laughs> but yeah like all of those odds against you like not having toilet paper not having underwear not having a pad or tape on or diva cup whatever you're using um and then you just feel it in between your legs you're like oh mm-hmm. i forgot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway 
Yeah. I thank you for coming to our uh, period TED Talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it feels good to me to talk about this stuff. I'm sorry if we're making anybody uncomfortable, but. I'm not sorry. It's true. It's life. <laughs> I mean, literally, how many women? We're half the population. We yeah. all bleed. We yeah. all bleed. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say that. Uh, women that have female parts bleed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a lot of people bleeding every yeah. month. So mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, here I am with the memes again. I love the meme that's like, um, <laughs> I don't trust any person who bleeds for seven days and doesn't die. Oh, my God. I know. I, I was mean, yeah. thinking about that today, actually. But yeah, women are fucking awesome. But also, that's like the guy the the person who posts that is like the guy that goes hunting and wears camo and wears trucker hats and has a four wheeler. Yeah, and like jacks off in his mama's basement and does that too. Yes. <laughs> what a guy! <laughs> he sounds like a catch. What well, a guy! I, 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 it's it's entertaining to me to make people feel uncomfortable about it because it's like right. if only you knew. Those people right. who are so uncomfortable right. about it, like, if only you knew what we were going through, you guys would be, like, on billboards with, like, your free diaper man once a month weekly subscription. <laughs> like, so I bleed because I'm fucking hardcore. Like, right? like, like man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you like, drive a truck and have your period? You're the man. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Diapers in blue, just for you. <laughs> yeah. How to mm-hmm. make sure your wife does nothing or your partner does nothing but take care of you. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, bl- bl- <laughs> period cramps are worse than being shot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What's extreme? That's pretty – I mean, I would call that pretty extreme. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like can you imagine men who wear like boxers and they'd have to wear like pads or little tampons and they're Oh my I god. Just, it, what a funny little situation. And it's so funny because when you when you think about those kinds of things, it's funny because it's not normal, right? So like it would be funny because it would be so unnatural if it happened like tomorrow. But if that's the way life right. was, it would be completely normal. And and all the women right. would be like, Yeah, well we could probably handle that. You guys are a bunch of fucking <laughs> Yeah. But I don't like using pussies to explain weakness because, you know. No, you know. I, don't, I agree with you. We, uh, they're pretty damn strong. They, they expand to let a child out. Mm-hmm. Some children, you know, upwards of 10 pounds. So, uh, multiple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Oct- what was that? Octomon? Although at that, I think Octomon probably had a C section. God. Don't you think? I don't know. Vagina or stomach, maybe not body. Jesus, maybe not. Wasn't, wasn't she? Uh, I don't really know what's I'm interested to know what's going on with her these days. Mm. I'm not really that interested, but it would be. <laughs> Have you been dying to know? <laughs> I've really been thinking about it every day since 2010. When was she around? <laughs> 2005. I just saw this thing that was like, Look up your this is not related, but I just saw this thing that said, Look up. Um, if you look up what what song was the number one hit on your 14th birthday, it's like telling of your life. And mine was um, All My Life by Foo Fighters. And so I'm like, 
Oh. Is that like my life? It's just like anxiety and all my life. I'm never going to find anything. I mean, listen, there are worse songs though, man. The Foo Fighters. Yeah, I wasn't Wait, mad. what is it? I wasn't mad. Um, whatever song was the top song on your 14th birthday. So I typed in like December 1st, 2002. It's my 14th birthday. I think. Yeah. What was my 14th birthday? <laughs> I had to do 1988 plus 14. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, wait, what was yours again? 2002. 2002? Okay. Oh, well. Ooh. What is this? Wait, tell me what this is supposed to be. Uh, it, I, I don't really remember. I think it is like telling of what the rest of your life is. Okay. I mean, fucking, okay. Some, like jabroni to... from like fuck Jerry wrote this. Who cares? Like I don't I care. actually don't no, I fuck to... Jerry, but it sounds right. I need you to I need you to I need you to believe in it because I'm gonna tell you what my song is. Oh nice. Is it good? Living La Vida Loca <laughs> by Ricky Martin. And I'm crying because I couldn't be more perfect. <laughs> It couldn't be more perfect. I love that song. I, you know what? I, I love, love the entire album. I'm not gonna lie. Upside it. Listen, I actually feel like that is my life. Yeah. This feels quite, uh, quite kismet right. here. Kismet. Quite right. Quite right. Amy, my sister and I saw. Uh, it's her favorite thing. I shouldn't say that. It's not her favorite thing. But <laughs> it was. It, <laughs> We saw Ricky. Fucking loves Ricky Martin. <laughs> she met mine. somebody and they're like, "Who's your favorite musician?" <laughs> oh, I fucking love Ricky Martin. <laughs> You're fucking doing it. I like it. <laughs> I think those people are out there. I think there, uh, there's a lot of them. Well, yeah. I mean, to me, he hasn't released music in in, in right, right. God knows how many years. Right. You know, twenty one years right. since that song came out. So, Ricky Martin would have like a a gem, a, like a bedazzled period uh, pad line for men Absolutely. if that were. Absolutely. Why can't he make make the Ricky Martin if you're listening? <laughs> I would say make them for me, but that sounds like scratchy and painful. Uh, right, but <laughs> just just on the wings, <laughs> the wings, just a little on the wings on the string. You could do the you could do the uh, the cups. The uh, what are they called? The diva, the, the, diva um, cups. You could do like a diva cup, but that one that's like a, a, a like the sparkly, like a. Do you remember those? Uh, like bedazzled, right? <laughs> like not bedazzled, but just like a like a sparkly plastic oh. or whatever, whatever. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like in there, so it's like shimmery, but it doesn't come off yeah. on you. Do you feel? <laughs> you know, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm alone on this, but do you feel like anybody who uses a diva cup really wants you to use a diva cup too? Like, have you had? No, I actually. Oh, I was just gonna say a friend. My friend, my friend who used them, uh, gave me one. Not like a used one that she she was she was like, yeah, here, try it. <laughs> We're off it. We're off it. We're off the rails. <laughs> uh, I just I just took it out. It's I risked it. <laughs> try it. Do you want to try it? Yeah, it was 
great. It was a good time. Except I just now after after having Owen, uh, I'm very uncomfortable with putting anything up there. So I actually just use pads or like, yeah. So um, I wouldn't. Anyway, sorry. Your point was. <laughs> point was nothing. Now I'm just picturing there. Can you imagine like being next to somebody in a bathroom and talking like, does anybody have a tampon? Someone's like, oh, hold on one second. I have a diva cup. <laughs> what i picture it sounds like oh my god okay oh no listen mm. if someone needed it no oh can you imagine all the disease no, sorry <laughs> but if that didn't exist what a nice thing to do for your fellow oh my god okay so talking about mom guilt and shame shame yeah we're getting into the hard stuff tonight so it's good that we're getting getting light and airy at the beginning 20 minutes of I would like to have a light and merry period next time around. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Off off the off the talk. Oh boy. Be. Oh boy. Ooh, boy. Ooh. Ooh. Um okay. Okay, guys. We're going to regroup real quick. I have a couple stories. Sarah has a couple stories yeah? that we yeah. wanted to share with you guys because really only not recently, but the more we've been talking about this and, and telling, sharing our stories with each other, it's kind of like, and how I mentioned that Sarah was kind of calling me out, like you are portraying guilt right now. Um, we've kind of learned that that's where a lot of this stemmed from and a lot of my anxiety as well with postpartum anxiety and mm-hmm. guilt, it kind of tied into each other, picking up from last episode. So Sarah is going to share, um, your guilty, your guilty moment. My guilty. My guilty moments. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, there are actually I, – I think that there are so many. Um, I, I think it's – we were kind of talking about how it's difficult to think of one, but it's not because it's so few and far between. Yeah. It's because there are so many that it's just now a part of your everyday. You just go, uh, oh, my God, I forgot. Oh, my God, I, uh, I dropped Owen off at school and his backpack's in my car but I can't go back and give it to him. Oh my God, all the guilt. Yeah. And then I pick him up and you know, his daycare is like, yeah, it's fine. We had extra clothes, yeah. but you feel that guilt all day. Like, Oh my God, a terrible moment for us to do this. Like things like that, that happen daily that you're beating yourself up, up, up over, yeah. beating yourself up over, excuse me. Um, and, but there are a few things like one kind of mom guilt story and one mom shame, another mom shaming that I want to bring to light. Cause, um, they're the two – well, they're just two that, that that I feel like I can share. And um, one might give you a laugh and the other one is going to make you feel like, yeah, shit, this isn't cool to do. Um, so the first story I have is, is Owen was um, five, three or four months old. He was, he was real little, maybe not even, maybe two months. But he was very little. Um, and I lived in New York City and I was taking him to see – uh, Gigi, her newborn, we hadn't, we hadn't been together yet. So we were going on a play date and our very good friend, Emily joined us. We were going to see Gigi and, um, she lived up, up, upper, she lived in upper Manhattan and, uh, we lived in Brooklyn. So, uh, Emily came to my place and was helping me with Owen because honestly, in the first couple months, I barely left the house with him. Yeah. Um, so 
there was a fear and anxiety behind actually putting him in a stroller and taking him on the subway. I'm actually not sure if I, this might've been our very first trip on the subway. Uh, in fact, it was our very first, first trip on the subway because I took pictures of it and, you know, put it on Instagram. Yeah. So, you know, it's real. <laughs> um, so Emily and I are, you know, we, we're so excited. She's great. She's like just a wonderful, helpful person. And we get him in a stroller and, you know, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to strap him in. I think it's fine. We're fine. It's not like we're going. We're just walking. We're fine. Uh, and one of the things I will say about subways is there are not enough elevators. It's such bullshit. Like not not just for – I'm not even talking about women or parents with strollers. Wheelchairs. I'm talking about wheelchairs, people with disabilities. Like I only discovered it because I was trying to get Owen around. But it was insane how impossible it was to get around if you had to – to be on wheels. And, and I even, I even looked to see if there was like an app to tell you which subways to take, like nothing exists. And that's so fucking awful. Uh, so I see you, anyone who is, was feeling that. And I, I, I hope that that changes. And anyway, you have to map out your route, like 30 minutes prior, like you have to leave 30 minutes earlier in order to make yes. anything you're yes. you're running from oftentimes where the turnstile is and where the elevator is is on opposite mm-hmm. sides of the station so in in boston i'm talking about boston she's she's talking about new york but in in boston it's the same thing and it's and some stops don't even have elevator exactly. access so you have to go exactly. to another stop get off and then you have to somehow walk it's mm-hmm. so inconvenient and that's you know that's us uh-huh. with strollers that's yeah. not, not us as um exactly. having any disabilities so exactly. i can't I, it's, it's really, it was, ridiculous. it was, it was, it was really awful. But luckily, the one by me had one. <clears throat> so that was fine. So we, you know, we're fine. We're rolling. We're doing good. So uh, we get to like our, our second transfer. And Emily's like, okay, I got, I got the top. You got the bottom. We'll carry him up. It's great. We go up these stairs. We're feeling really good. We like set the stroller down. We start walking. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to look just to see because I had the little shade shut, you know, just like so people didn't breathe on him or touch him or whatever. (laughs) Pre-corona times, obviously. Uh, And I'm like, I'm just going to check on him. And I lift up the top and he's not there. He's not there. And Emily and I freak out. And then I look behind. He'd rolled I had the kind of stroller that was like, oh it was Lord. like a seat sitting on another seat. So he rolled backwards because of the way that we had angled it going oh. up the stairs and he rolled backwards into the bottom part. And he was just kind of like flexed like a little somersault. And <laughs> thank God. It makes me sick to think about what could have happened. Thank God. That moment, though, I think Emily was like, don't you tell anyone about this ever. Sorry, Em. But it was one of those moments where we were both just like, holy shit. This is why you strap your kid in. Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't gotten over that yet. I, yeah, I would no. die. It was – It was. It, it, my heart stopped. Yeah, he was, he, gone. he was gone. Like, he was gone. Listen, oh ladies, we all do stupid shit. Okay, it was stupid not to. It was stupid not to to strap him in. But you know how much guilt I felt for that for a very, very long time. Oh, yeah. And and I'm sure you triple double checked every single yeah. fucking time. And and it just was a stupid thought of like, oh well, we're just. We're not doing anything crazy. We're just walking. Why does he need to be strapped in? It's fine. I was just trying to make him comfortable. And that moment happened. And 
it was it was fine. He ended up being fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you feel like scum. Like you feel – I felt um, – obviously, I'll never forget it. I'm talking about it right now. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that like – it's funny because he was fine. It's yeah. funny now because he was fine. Um, yeah. But – well. I'm glad you had somebody with you. Honestly, I'm 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 so grateful she was there. I I think it traumatized her. She might not ever have kids, um, which is you know, I get it. But I mean, as as far as as far as the guilt goes, like things like that, uh, things like setting your child down on the couch and you know being afraid, thinking they're going to be fine and then they fall off. Or there are so many things that we do, sleep deprived. Uh, trying to get a second, just going to the bathroom. Just do, there are so many things that we do, um, that we just that that things come from, and there's no control over it. Clearly, in my situation, there was control because I could have strapped him in. But, uh, but you know what I mean. Like there, you're. We do things. We do stupid things, and human error is real. It doesn't mean we don't love our children. It doesn't mean we meant to do it to our children. But it it. It's fucking hard. And yeah. Um, yeah. So that moment was awful. Um, but we survived. We made it. And, um, yeah. you know, I did another million stupid things from then to now. And, and we're still here mm-hmm. and we're still working through it. But, um, but then, yeah. so as I blame that on the. <laughs> I absolutely blame it on the subway systems. If you would have had an elevator, I wouldn't have had to walk up those stairs. And they're steep. Mm -hmm. Those stairs are steep. They're steep. I mean, I've I've had many friends. I was at the Pride Parade a year and a half ago with River by myself and a bunch of work people. And I had River in a stroller. And we're hustling through um, Park Street, which is one of the major um, subway stations in Boston. We're hustling through it and there's a ton of people because it's the pride parade, right? So, and there's like lifting up my stroller and, and running down the stairs with it. And I'm like, you have to yeah. go slower. You have to go slower. Like, please go slower. And, but it's so intense and, and getting anywhere. I just, that entire day, I was so frustrated and so stressed the fuck out because of how hard yeah. it was to get anywhere with the, within the subway systems. It's not, they make it really, really complicated and then people look at you like you're taking a uh-huh, room on the train uh-huh. you're like I'm, okay well, where yeah. would you like me to yep. put my kid and then and then on top of that then your kid starts crying and it's like oh no, right. i'm getting those looks right like, okay yeah i mean that's early on it's hard i think if i had a second kid i'd probably walk in and be like oh, i don't give a fuck move over like i i don't care i get yeah you know I have, yeah it's like i don't care you're so worried about all of that because because you're also still transitioning. You're still transitioning from being a, a single person to having then having someone to take care of mm-hmm. and like well it's physically hard. It's it's physically confusing to carry yeah. so much yeah. stuff on you yes. <laughs> at one time. You have your your diaper bag or you have whatever um maybe like okay so for my like diaper bag, cell phone, water bottle, stroller, river, right? And then it's heavy. It's a lot. It's it's confusing the backpack slips off your shoulder while you're trying to take well. the stroller and it, yes oh and my god it, it's a, on top of on top stressful. of all of that at least in my case and i'm sure in many other women's case your body is still like i was so weak 
I was we're still recovering from my C-section. Like technically not supposed to be, you know, I mean, I think it was eight weeks. It was past eight weeks I was allowed to leave, but like are allowed to do things. But your my body was destroyed. My body was like uh, something I'd never known before and I barely knew how to use it. So it's like all of that on top of, you know, you're, you don't know, you, yeah. you can't, you physically can't do things that you used to be able to do or be faster mm-hmm. or be, you know, more efficient or, Mm-mm. um, <clears throat> so, so yeah, so there's a, there's a, a tiny little, little nugget of a guilt story for you of one of many, um, my second story quickly is a, uh, is when I felt super shamed. So um, I had left New York in May of 2018 and moved back to Ohio because I thought that it was the right thing to do for us at the time to be closer to family and um, navigate through what – I didn't know what I was doing and I just needed to, to figure out a new way to – to live. And so, you know, it sort of felt like a cleansing moment, like a cleanse the palate, go, go back, be with family and like figure things out. Um, and my idea of living in Ohio was always like a year. I I probably won't stay here for forever, but like, I just need to get home and be by my parents for a little bit. Uh, anyway, so I'm there and I need to find a job. So I started working for Victoria's Secret and had a super weird relationship with my boss in the fact that uh, I got hired while she was on maternity leave. So we had maybe had like a 20-minute conversation or a 30-minute conversation for an interview. But aside from that, uh, and she was on maternity leave. um, But aside from that, we'd never met. And when I started working, she wasn't there. So they're already from like the – from the get-go, we didn't – bond like her yeah yeah there was no there was no you know it, it didn't there was nothing there was nothing to to connect us um except yeah. that, that you know I talked about having a child and she had just had a child so there was like that little connection but <clears throat> so she so so my situation is 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 weird from the from the jump and um not really connecting you know I'm, I'm connecting with people on a personal level I think people were great like my my peers were great but um I'm in a weird place because I'm a new mom who's just left her life in New York City that she loved, moved home with her parents, is in a new body, has a new baby. I, like every change you could have actually made, I made. And um, and so it was a huge adjustment for me and I was trying to put on a face that it wasn't an adjustment because I can do things. I can do everything. Like fuck you, I'll do it. It's fine. Um, but I was very depressed and I was very, you know, postpartum anxiety and depression were, were real and I had them pretty badly. So I'm trying to navigate this job, navigate these new people, navigate this new world. And um, where I thought that I was really strong and I was trying to be really strong at this job, it didn't – it kind of fell on deaf ears because I was working with my peers who – already knew the ins and outs of their job and didn't really want to hear what I had to say because I came from a different place. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was kind of hard to – 
it was them telling me how it was done there and nothing I said mattered. Um, So it already felt like, okay. So anyway, so my boss comes back and we do not get along. There's just not – her and I do not have – mixing personalities and that's okay that's that's okay mm-hmm. um but it it was it was to the point where i had other girls go um yeah she's she's really she really doesn't like you <laughs> like like people saw it to the extent of like yeah 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 she's said it to yeah you. she's yeah. tough but she's real tough for you um and and the biggest problem for me was when i was hired i was told by her boss, so boss's boss, that hours were decent, 9.30 to 5, 6, 6, whatever, you know, whatever it was, a normal day, uh, so to speak. And that helped, that was helpful for me because Owen could be at daycare from 6.30 to 6.30, which is insanely long, but I'm insanely grateful for. Um, But that means, you know, six. Sign me. Yeah, I know. But that means, um, I have to be there to get him by 6.30. And so when right. she came back from maternity leave, the nights would start increasing and they would go from 6 to 6.30. And Okay, my parents have to pick him up, okay, uh, which sucks. I hate asking people for help and I especially hated asking my parents to do things like that on top of yeah. the big burden I had already felt. I, like mom guilt, like I'm already feeling like I'm not providing for my child. I'm um, When in reality, they're probably like oh. – anything you need. Yeah. 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 Um, so then it turned into 10, then it turned into midnight. I mean, we are sitting in a dark, not a dark room, but like we're stuck in a windowless room for hours, fucking merchandising product till midnight spinning. And it's like, I don't care enough about this job to be away from my child until midnight. I've been doing this for 15 years what we're doing is not revolutionary. Like there are ways to there are ways to do this without spinning and being here till midnight. So I just stopped caring. It was just like I, I, I don't want to be here. But but I was confused because I'm like, why am I not? Am I not good at this job? Is are we like what's going on here? So I'm trying to then understand that. So I, all of these fucking changes are happening. This is all very weird and emotional. And so her and I have a moment where we sit down and talk. And um, anyway, so so this other single mom who worked there uh, had a very high up position. And she actually also lived in New York City uh, and then moved back to Ohio. But she worked for the company for a long time. So she, you know, established and, and this and that. Um, but again, still like gave great advice. She's she's just a brilliant, lovely human. And that being said, that's separate from anything else. That's just me having another conversation with a human and that's it. But she happened to be friends with my boss. And so I sat down for a conversation with my boss one time and said, like, you know, I this is this is really hard for me. Um, which is another hard thing to just say, this is hard for me because I need to be home for Owen. And I don't really it's not even like, oh, I can ask my parents to pick him up. I don't want to ask my parents to pick him up. I don't want to rely on them. I want to be able to leave work and pick him up. And um, I'm not saying I'm not a hard worker. I'm not saying I don't want to do the work. But I also think it's in my mind at this point. I'm like, what? You just made excuses for saying that you don't 
like you're like I, I am not a hard I am a hard worker yeah it's okay to yeah. miss your son without implying that you're right you're right you're right you're right no you're right but I feel like I have to I feel like I, I have know. to because I feel like I have to Absolutely. but you're right you're right we shouldn't have to um so anyway in the conversation she she goes you know you know I you know you know uh I'm gonna call her I'm going to call her Georgia. Georgia is a single mom and, you know, I just – she's doing so well. She does it so perfectly. Like she's – how come she can do it? I just wonder why she can do it and you can't. Fuck you. Yeah, right? Like you would imagine I would have said fuck you, but in that moment I was just like, why can't I do it? You're right. Like if Georgia can do it uh, and she's – why why can she do it and I can't? And um and that moment was just like it just it was done. It was done at that point for me because that put that put me in a position where I felt um bad about myself. Yeah. Uh I knew that this woman that was, you know, my boss that I had at that point like really no respect for cuz I just felt like she didn't give a shit about me. So it was really hard to have respect for her um, and the way she treated her employees. I mean, I, I'm telling you, there was another – I had a peer who goes, um, I know she's – I know, I know it's hard, but you get used to it. And that point, I was like, fuck, no, you don't. Like, that's no, not fucking – no, fuck that. You I don't care. That, no. Yeah. No, I will never – I will – I have left jobs for less. Like, no. Yeah. Um, anyway, it, it was a moment of, of – of, it was bad. It was just bad. And I was already in a bad place. I think if I wasn't in a bad place and someone had said that to me, I would have been like, uh, you know, I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. You know, or, you know, what, whatever it would have been. If, if it were me today, I probably wouldn't have even been in that situation because I probably wouldn't have worked for Victoria's Secret, to be honest. <laughs> Well, it's also, if, if you think about like the dynamic of the situation, right? So this is your female boss telling you. Who just so, had a baby, who just came who just back from baby. maternity leave. And you're thinking, okay, you're above me. You're a woman. We must have some kind of um, bond or, or, yes, or you, right. you get it, right? So you get it. I get it. And if you're telling me I can't do it, then you, that must be coming from someplace of truth, right? Like, okay, well, you must be right then maybe this is easier than I thought. And or maybe I'm being, a, you know, maybe I'm weak. Maybe I can't do this right because it's feeling from somebody who seems like they're at the same level, so to speak, they get it right. So to speak, um, if that was coming from a man, can you imagine the difference of your reaction? Like, I mean, still as your boss, I don't know what you general, you would have said, but coming from a woman, it's almost like, you're like, yeah, no, you must be right. Right. Because you yeah. get it. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And, then, and that's such a, you know, like we say, like high, hindsight is twenty twenty because what what you want to say now and what I want you to you to have said then, um, I can't say anything about that because if I was in that same situation, I probably would have been like, wow, okay, well, wow, that I, I feel like shit. I'm not doing anything right. I'm going to go home and I'm going to work 10 times harder. I'm not going to complain another day. I'm going to, you know, and, and. And it puts you in this in a really unhealthy place. Oh when yeah, somebody says something like that to you. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. very, it's it's it 
you can't compare people's circumstances. No, you can't compare. And it's it's also talking about someone at work. It's like you're talking about someone else that we all work with too. So it's it's adding this other element of like, um, it's just bullshit. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where I I don't. I don't, I'm not saying it's okay if a woman who who's single says something like that because I've been there and I do I do understand from the perspective of not having children to look at someone and go, well, well, I'm working. You know, I get it. I, I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm saying I get it. When you don't understand, you get you you can say those things in you know in the ignorance bliss situation of, of whatever. But but when you just had your second child. And you just came off maternity leave and you know that I just changed my whole life. And I'm not asking for sympathy, but like understanding. Um, Maybe just a little bit of empathy. May I mean, I guess, I mean, I said I'm not asking for sympathy, but it, it's sort of like, help, help me, help me find a solution. That's what I was trying to do was like, um, or acknowledge my struggle, like something like. Don't yeah, struggle. yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it. I basically, I said to her, like, when I took this job, I took it because I was told that these were the hours, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not saying I won't sometimes stay, but that's not what's happening, and, um, and again, like this is my baby, and I'm missing things, and we're all, we all, we all feel that. I'm certain, fathers, mothers, everyone, we all feel that, but. Um, but I was missing up to midnight. I was missing, you know. And not like you signed up for that. Like you didn't. And I didn't sign up like for that. Right. Signed up for it, and now you're complaining about it. You know, like right, you know, right. you didn't no. sign up for that, and that's, that's right. It was false. It was a little false advertising. It was like, all right, well, I'm here now, and um, well, now I have this good job. It's paying me well, and yeah. um, and I'm in Ohio, and and. I need something to – I need something because I didn't feel – aside from – I didn't feel purpose. And I say that sometimes. Here's another fucking thing is sometimes I go, I don't have a purpose. I've said this to multiple people um, in, you know, prior – in that year. I think it was kind of like that year where I was in Ohio. I felt very lost and, you know, prior to that. Uh, and I'd say I, I just – I'm not – I have no purpose. And they would go, well, you have Owen. Owen is your purpose. Mm-hmm. And listen, listen, I fucking love my son. I will raise the shit out of him. I will do whatever I can to make him a good person. And that's part of my purpose. But Owen is not my fucking entire purpose. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, it reminds me of like when I first had a river and I hadn't – like I've, I've accomplished a good amount of things I think in my – 32 years. I think that when I had River, I was like, if I never do one good, I think I even made this like an Instagram story, like if I, or post, like if I never do one good thing again, I'll be okay because I did one of the most incredible things in the world. And I like, I was, I was good on that and I loved it so much. And it's so funny that like a, a year later, I'm like, oh, like shit, I want to do this and I want to do that. Like yeah. that's like it. And it's so great and it's such an, an accomplishment. But we're still humans. We're still independent women who want to still go out and, and, and be, um, find a purpose and find something that drives us and makes us, um, excited and whatever that might be, 
love a job an, an adventure a, a project like whatever it might be it's um it's not the end all be all but it is life altering and so we need to acknowledge that within people like give us and and not like I don't want to be like give us some slack like no just know it just know mm-hmm. it I don't have to actively think like you have to give grace to new parents like just know that that's the way that it should be just just being aware that somebody's going yeah. through something give them right give them a little bit of grace and, and not only grace, but, but check in and make sure that they're feeling okay because it's, it's tough, especially in, in a working environment, going back to work. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Cause going back to work for, and you know, all, all new parents is hard as it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, you know, it's, it's something that we talk about and we dread. And I'm I'm sure there are some parents who are like, thank God I, I'm ready for work. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get that too. Um, and I'm not uh, sorry to go back to it real quick. I'm not trying to say that people who find their children are their purpose, um, are wrong. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, just for people to say, oh, oh, well you found your purpose and it's Owen for me. He's, he's, he has changed my life and he's given me new purpose and he's given me a reason to want to change the fucking world um, in whatever way I can. But he's not purpose in the sense that going to a fucking job that sucks every day doesn't matter because I have purpose in my son. Do you know what I mean? I guess let me yeah. say it that way. Um, yeah. And, and I feel like that kind of just ties into like emotions after being a parent. Like you're – you're, people think you're supposed to be this way or another way. Yeah. And it's like, I am happy. I'm also fucking frustrated. I'm also mad. I also might flip out in three seconds if you say the wrong thing. And that's just not even after being a, a, a parent. I think it's just, just human emotions, you know, like I don't, I don't know what's going to trigger me day in and day out, but um, something surprised me. And then I think they will forever, you know, definitely finding a way to control those emotions or, or, um, I don't like the word control, but I, I um, acknowledge, support, and and take care of those emotions. I think is is important, but they come up regardless. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Going back. Sorry to work, again. It's hard. Again, I, I like you know you're gonna hear me. I know that I get passionate and and loud about certain things, and um, um, sometimes I say the wrong things. But it's out of – it's just out of – ah, like, you know, it's just Passion. like – You know, you just – I got to um... – Also, listen, I talked to – I talked to you during these conversations and other than that and, and you know, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but – Basically, you're the only human I ever talked to. So, uh, you know, I'm ge- I'm just letting it all out on you. I'm unleashing. Uh, and Let by you, out. I mean Alicia and everybody listening. Yes. So, um, you guys are our personal little therapy sessions. Yes. So. Yes. Thanks for the um, therapy. Thanks for the therapy free of charge. Um, yeah. Unless... Unless you sign up for Sarah for our Patreon, yeah, you probably should do that. <laughs> I should, totally. Um, anyway, sorry the 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 longest two little stories you ever you ever did here, but that's okay. Um, so, okay. So yeah, like speaking about going back to work and having that kind of 
Um, I think for every, every person, it's a different story, right? And for me, that was, I had left during my maternity leave. I had left my job I was at. That was a pretty toxic environment. Not toxic because of the people, but the stress was very, um, it was very high stress. Mm-hmm. And like having to meet numbers every month and and if you didn't, you almost like kind of felt like you were threatened that you were going to lose your job. So it's not like a sales job where you, anyway, doesn't matter. It was, it was just high intense, very intense. And, um, throughout my pregnancy working there, it was really unhealthy for me. So I, I quit during my maternity leave and I applied to a new job and I got it and, and it was great. And it seemed like the best job in the world. Like I was so excited to go back to this job or go to this, start of this, um, company there were a startup, a, a tech startup in Boston. And I remember going back and, and I was like, I was somewhat relieved to go back to be gone for eight hours a day and yeah, um, be relieved of the duties and, and all of that. I mean, Billy was at home because he said he was bartending at the time. So he would work nights. So I'd go to, to work during the day. He'd watch river and he'd go to work at night and I would watch river and flip flop. Um, but I was, I was like relieved of, of the duties. However, the, there was a, um, like a quiet room in our office. And so I would pump in there two times mm-hmm. a day. And so that already is just like kind of stressful, right? Like just trying, like bringing, lugging all your stuff. I took the train in every morning to the city and, and train back. And, and I would have like, um, a little mini freezer bag to hold all my breast milk and, and all mm-hmm. my pumping stuff. And then my like laptop and my purse and, um, whatever else I would need during the day. So it was normal. If you're a mom, um, you get it. But um, other than that, it's, it's, it's still a lot. So fucking stressful. Yeah. It, it, it's just a lot, you know, and it's it, a new it, job. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking... yeah. But I, I, I felt guilt in feeling peace being at work and I would have right, so much right. fun at work, like meeting all these new people. And, and um, it was a really fun place to work in the beginning. It was a lot of fun. So I, I did feel a little bit of guilt with that. And because I was at, at work five days a week, you know, eight hours a day, um, trying to pump as much as I could. And my supply just slowed down. You know, River was at yeah. home all day and she was being supplemented with um, a formula after like four months. Um, they, we started supplementing with formula because actually I went on a Billy and I went on a trip and <laughs> Peg, Billy's mom, ran out of breast milk. So she was like, well, what do I do? I'm like, go get formula. And then she got formula and it didn't work out. River like hated it. It was a nightmare. We had to like drive 90 miles an hour back from New York to get home in time. No. Anyway, um, and I'm like pumping in the car the entire way home. I'm like, trying to save it, <laughs> like as much breast milk as possible. So stressful. Anyway, oh pumping, pumping is stressful as it is. Uh, breastfeeding is kind of stressful just because like, you have to time it right. You want to, you want to make sure you have as much as possible. Right. Like course, I would yeah. like throw bags in the freezer, like take a picture and be like, hot damn, I'm the best mom in the entire world. Like, and then it depletes so quickly. Right. <laughs> and then it's all gone. Yeah. And then it's all gone. So, um, I, it, my supply just started like getting lower and lower and lower and I, and I couldn't give as much as, you know, as much as she probably needed throughout the day. And and it was kind of almost like a mutual agreement between her and I. I remember one day I'm like, I have her and I'm holding her and I'm trying to feed her. And she's just like, I'm not into this. Like I can just, <laughs> she, she said that. <laughs> she's like seven months old. She's yeah. Very not in, advanced. <laughs> not into this mom. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Get your boob out of my face. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fine, bitch. If somebody <laughs> else might want it. Um, no. <laughs> I know a couple people, actually. I'll send so, you <laughs> Perfect. Um, so we just kind of, we just kind of stopped and, and I, and I know it sounds weird, but I, it just like, it felt like a right time between her and I where, right. um, it wasn't working anymore and, and we'd switched to formula and whatever. So, um, people would be like, Oh, like you guys were doing such a great job breastfeeding. Like what, like what happened? And I'm like, Oh, well I went back to work and you know, my supply went down and this happened and you know, it's lots it's- like lug on the train and like, See, like it's none of their um, fucking business. Right. But this is what I'm doing, right? This is what yeah. I'm doing. I'm yeah. giving them like fucking a list of ten things I have in yeah. my mind that I that I have like documented in my mind, right. ready to drop at the at you know drop of a hat, right? Like somebody questions me, I'm like, oh well, boom, I have this reason and this reason and this reason, yeah. and please don't judge me because I also have this reason. And at the end of the day, I wish I would have just been like, oh, because we're done. Well, because we're right. done, right? And right. um. Right. So that was a lot of, I felt a lot of that. And then like, I saw friends were like, oh, well, we did it for like a year. And, and other people that I know had did it for like multiple years. And, and I never had that. That was never my journey. I, I didn't plan on breastfeeding for a long time. I, I enjoyed the process. River was a great feeder, as I mentioned before, but, um, and I, I, w- I was, um, you know, privileged, privileged enough to have a, a, a good steady flow but it wasn't when I left and I was gone all day it it stopped so we adjusted and we and we tried something different and that's fine um it's great you adjusted you made it work it's not fine it's great yeah yeah it was great and she was fed and and that's great and um but I, I I still kind of felt that and I and I see people not not close to me but I see people like struggling with breastfeeding or or trying to make it work still between supplementing and, and pumping and and everything and like oh my god I I would pump fucking anywhere I didn't care or, or breastfeed mm-hmm. anywhere I had a tit out in multiple restaurants I mean on the train in a in an uber and um <laughs> parked on the side of the road like in the honestly like anywhere river needed to feed or I needed a pump I didn't care like the dining room table on Thanksgiving right. like I just I didn't care <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner looks different this year. Yeah, it does. There's a lot of milk at the table. Can I just quickly say, though? No, I loved that. Can I quickly say that, like, there's such a double – it's almost like a double-triple standard of, like – Breast is best. Breastfeeding is the best. You must breastfeed. Women want you to breastfeed. It's the best thing to do. But you better not whip it out at the dinner table. But you better not do it at a restaurant. But also, Mm -hmm. if you have to work, we don't want you to go pump. So, like, figure it out. There's, like, this standard of of you're supposed to be breastfeeding, but you can't breastfeed at work. And you can't breastfeed in a restaurant. And you can't, like – Fuck all of you. Stop telling me what to do. I I mean, you know, I know, I know I, you and I, uh, differed there because I had such a hard, I had a hard time breastfeeding in public, but I love, but I get it. I love you for that. Like you, uh, are my role model for child number two, whenever that child arrives. Whip it out wherever you, I didn't care. There were people like, somebody says something to my mom once when we were at dinner, my mom was visiting and they were like, oh, she's. She's just going to do that right here, huh? That's so funny. My mom just goes, uh-huh. And I'm just like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh huh. Like, anyway, 
so that that was like one of the the you know it, it, the the point of the story is that like I had to keep coming up with more and more excuses every time somebody would ask me about it. Like I felt like I had to do this. Were people asking or triggering or um, really pushing me? No, <laughs> but I felt internally like I had to explain myself, right. and that um, along with stopping breastfeeding after six months, it also came to when River co-slept with us. Um, mm. I mentioned that earlier as well for a year and, and people would be like, so is she in her new crib yet? Or is she in her crib yet? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, like, no, she's not. And they'd be like, oh, well, have you tried this? Or, um, you know, sometimes you just gotta let them cry it out. Let's just like, let them cry it out. It's like, yeah, maybe I would find that out if I tried, but I haven't tried because I don't want to, or maybe I'm comfortable or maybe I'm scared or maybe this is working for me. I, I, so many times I'm like, well, it's really working for us right now. So I'm not going to push it. And they'd be like, well, studies show, you know, that it's going to, it's going to, um, form a long line of attachment and they're never going to want to leave your bed. And <laughs> you my child now, you'd be like, <laughs> my kid. Owen and I, I had Owen in sleep train. He was in that fucking crib. And now every fucking night he is in my bed. I will get him to sleep. And then in the middle of the night, he's like, mommy, so yeah. listen, bitch, it doesn't work that way. It listen, doesn't. And River now. Science. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Listen, science. And now River, like, if I ask her even, like, can I fall or can I cuddle with you a little bit before bedtime? No, mommy, it's my bedtime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See ya. Or, mommy, it's my bed. I'm like, all right. No, great. And but great. I mean, after a year, we again, it was like a mutual agreement between her and her. Her and her. Her and her. I wasn't involved because I want to cuddle. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, um, yeah, we just decided to try it one day and, and it all worked out. But I mean, I would have to be like, oh, well, no, it's fine. And they'd be like, well, what happens if, um, you know, like you roll over? It's like, you have no idea how aware I am when I'm sleeping next to her. Like, you don't know that I, I literally probably open up my eyes every like 10 minutes, like, mm, okay. 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 She's still breathing. Like, oh, okay. And even if I didn't, like, that's my kid. Please don't try to fucking question everything that yeah. I'm doing because maybe I'm not doing it right or by the books or whatever books you're reading. I was the first one in my family out here on the East Coast, um, our close family, Billy's close family, who had a kid, and I felt so much heat mm -hmm. on me, and I hated mm -hmm. it. I mm -hmm. hated it because I wasn't. Oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I didn't read the books and I and I didn't want to like that wasn't my thing. Um and I think a lot of people judged me for it. They were like, you know, like you have no idea what you're doing like well you know like research shows this and and research shows that and and trying to give me the information that I obviously didn't want. I didn't want that kind of um not for any reason other than my own stubbornness and my own free will, right? Like I, I wanted to be a parent and I said this before, like I wanted to be an organic parent and I wanted to see if I could do it just doing it without, I don't, I, I don't think it was so intentional. It just happened that way. Yeah. I just wanted to, to be that way. And I, and, and like things like parents would say to me like, oh, well, when, when I was your age, like that would have never flowed. Mm -hmm. like, that we would have never settled for that or we would have never mm -hmm. I'm like st stop I, I I remember just like coming home and like crying 
every time I'd be around the family, I'd be like, I, I can't handle so many people coming out with me with so many opinions. Mm-hmm. Like, please, until you have your own, please don't judge anything. And I still feel judgment every day. I still feel judgment because, you know, River's pretty rambunctious and wild and amazing in my eyes. But I, I still feel a lot of judgment. So it's, I don't think that'll ever go away, but it's, it's that um, feeling of like needing to constantly explain yourself mm-hmm. and come up with your own research and background when sometimes it's just as simple as like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I don't want to listen to what you said. I don't want to know what happened, what you did in 1998. I don't, I don't care what you did when you had four kids alone, like my mom, right? Like, I don't. I don't care what you did. This is what I'm doing. And it back the fuck off me because you know what? My kid's alive. My kid's loved. My kid is healthy. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. God. My kid is healthy. I'm okay. She's okay. I think that's where the conversation needs to end. Please don't give me, unless I'm asking you for advice. Exactly. Exactly. The unsolicited, the unsolicited advice is, is the devil. And yeah. also like, you're fucking doing an let me do it. You're doing an amazing job. You're doing a fucking amazing job. Thank you. River is loved. I see it every day. River is treated as if she's her own human, which she fucking is. And these these questions surrounding what you're doing and how you're doing it are from people who don't fucking know anything. Like I can't imagine talking to another mom right now who's going through what we're going through or is in kind of the phase that we're in or has recently been in that phase and having them give us advice yeah. in that way. All of those women and men, all of those people are going, yeah, I hear you. I see you. This is fucking hard. I, maybe I'm doing it this way and it worked for me. I don't know how it's working for you. It's this other – it's all of these other – Just fucking stop telling us what to do. Yeah. Just stop. Well, sharing your own story. Just, just not share like- your own story. Don't. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Don't tell us how to raise our children. If if we ask you, if you were to ask, if you were to ask Lish about uh, co sleeping, or if you were to ask those questions, then yeah, if they gave you answers you didn't like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. But just because someone looks at you and goes, "Well, I don't like that." Well, guess what? Or like, oh, you know what? I have a really good piece of advice for you. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not mm-hmm. going to go up to them and be like, hey, like it looks like your kid's like four and a half. Why are they carrying around a binky with them? Do you know what happens mm-hmm. if you do wear a binky and they're four mm-hmm. years old? Or I don't, like, I don't give a shit what your opinion about um, clothing, <laughs> you know, like what my kid's eating, uh, what – what's you know get the fuck out of my space okay (laughs) i'm sorry i think i think i think no that makes so much sense you sorry you just talking about binky owen literally saw a picture of himself with his his bubba which is his his binky Mm -hmm. um and we haven't had it for a long time and honestly i regret getting rid of it so fast because it 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 kept – it was support to him. It kept him comfortable and safe and he liked it because he felt like he had something to like mm-hmm. hold on to. And when I took that away from him, I took away that 
that comfort. And now, you know what his comfort is? Fucking running into my room at 3 a.m. so that he can sleep with me. So fuck you and telling us what to do with one thing. Um, Sorry, that wasn't my whole point. But just to like, yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. It's. Unless we're asking for it to every parent, person listening, like, unless I come up to you and I say, I'm having a really hard time with sleeping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have any Mm -hmm. tips on sleeping? If you don't, and you ask me how my kid's sleeping, and I say, not great, but we're, you know, not great, and and times are here, times are rough here and there. Um, if I say that, you know what you say back? Oh, that's tough. I've been there too. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll mm-hmm. pass. Mm-hmm. It'll pass. But let me know. You guys will figure it out. Mm-hmm. You'll yeah. figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, so the problem, this is what I also was thinking when you were just saying that, like, the other big problem to me is that people, humans, parents, people that don't have children, treat children as a – how do I say this? Treat children as like a thing. Like <laughs> treat children like they're a thing to be trained. That's it. They treat children exactly. as if they're something to be trained. And here's the thing. A dog can be trained – a um, waist can be trained. I don't know. Waist trainers joke. A child cannot be trained because I don't they're want to fucking, train my child. I, exactly. They're human beings. They're tiny human beings, but they're figuring shit out. And guess what? My kid isn't the same as your kid. Isn't the same as that person's kid. My kid is a human being who has a completely different system than every other kid. So am I going to treat my kid the same way you treat yours? Probably not. Treat. I I don't mean treat. I hope we all treat them just and kind and love them. I'm saying, uh, am I going to raise my child the same way you raise yours? Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably not. Because if you, if you raise them as human beings, you figure out their needs and allow them to feel and allow them to grow. And like, fuck, I wasn't given that. So um, anyway, stop stop your unsolicited advice, friends. Yeah, because also like, hey, guess what? Maybe I'm not telling you the whole story. Maybe I'm not telling oh, you. Yeah. Like, guess what? I fucking love that I stopped breastfeeding. Yeah. What if I said that to somebody? Like, why did yeah. you stop breastfeeding? Because I fucking hated it like what if I said I didn't but what if I said that would that shut you up then would you would you walk away then what if you know with the co-sleeping what if it's like I can't sleep without her mm-hmm. or um I'm she, dependent yeah, yeah I'm dependent or like she feeds every 10 minutes so it's easier for me to sleep like this or I get know, that. Like, whatever exactly like you know mm-hmm whatever it might be you don't know the full picture so unless you have the full picture and even then as you know if even it was like my best friend like you telling me and having all the information I would I I would listen and I would probably politely tell you to fuck off but (laughs) um but just like don't just like don't do it because it whether you think you're being helpful and and I've been there too, and I I I've been there too. I have said things to people that are unsolicited. Yes, of course I have, and, absolutely. Um, not to that extent. Not to that extent, but I have given unsolicited advice, or 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 pry, or ask questions that um, are, are gone oh, too you far. Think, 
you think you're helpful. I mean, honestly, you do. You think you're being helpful when you yeah, do that. I and do. That's the intention, and and I'm mm-hmm. sure that's the intention. The intention is to be helpful and to and to you just. I think the the sense is that you just want to help people, right? So, like, I'm sure people are coming from a good place of wanting to help. But what it's doing is it's making the person that you're asking as a new mother, as a new parent, as a new person in the space of taking care of another human being, you are making them question the moves that they're making in the biggest role of their life. And mm-hmm. you can't, when you are doing that, you are altering so much more mm-hmm. than that one moment. I am now going home and wondering, oh, wait, am I doing this right then? Am I doing that right then? You're, you're, you're making wheels spin that shouldn't be spinning in people's heads. Right. You, you know, and, and not to put on the blame on you, that's that person as well, but it's 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 a lot to take in in a new fragile a, state. A vulnerable state, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is it's 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 guilt is fed. This 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 mom guilt and and shame is fed by other people thinking they know what's best for you. The, I don't know. I, I mean, it's hard. It's hard. I know there are, there are, it's when, you, from when you're, bef- from, from when before you're a parent to when you're a parent, there is such an unknown that you want to get all the information, but there are so many places to gather information that you're inevitably gra- getting gathering information from one place or another place that maybe doesn't fit with you. Does that make sense? Like there's Mm -hmm. so much information that like for me, um, I could have been reading something about breastfeeding being the best way to go and thinking that was the best, just like our last, you know, our, our chaser episode where she's like, I knew breastfeeding was what I had to do. And then it didn't work out for her. Like, you're reading that information and thinking this is the right thing, but yet there's other information out there telling you it's it doesn't have to be. So it's difficult. It's impossible to navigate. This is fucking uh, hard, man. That's why trust your trust your instinct. Exactly, exactly. That's why you need to trust yourself and and all and sometimes reading all the shit like clouds that it clouds it it's not it's not i'm not saying don't don't research don't educate yourself absolutely do but but know that um know that things there are many variables there are so many variables it's not uh the problem with with i think the biggest problem with pregnancy and birthing and and child rearing is that they like to tell you there's one way to do it and guess what there ain't so, um, it's not even one way to get pregnant anymore. You, no, <laughs> you know, like that's right. Like, no, about the you're right. the that conversation is, uh, well, we got a lot, of, we have a longer conversation after our kids now, you know, you can, yeah, I've already been thinking about number two. Listen, I'm, I'm like, okay, how can I have a second child without having a relationship? <laughs> Cause I'm just I'm okay. You and me, we'll just have it. We'll have a number two. Together. We'll just have. Oh, that's so cute. Cause then, like Owen and River would be. All right, guys. So we just had a little chat offline. We have been coming coming at you hard for. Yeah, yeah. I think 
we're going to give you guys a little break from this. We meant to share one of our stories, but, you know, as <laughs> as things come up and they are quite, I think it's good information and I, or not information. I think that these are good stories and things that we want to share and we don't want to cut anything out. So I think we're going to take a little pause and. Yeah. I think these conversations are, are <clears throat> helpful and incredible. And I think that if we're getting passionate about it, then I think that there are many other people who are going to feel the same way or they're going to disagree with us. Yeah. And that's also totally fine. Disagree with us. Tell us your, you know, tell us your shit. Yeah. But, um, but I think we got so passionate that we ended up talking for a very long time. And by we, I mean, I might've ran far away with the conversation this evening. I might have run to Tulum and sat on the beach for a while. And uh, now I'm back. And um, welcome. Thank you. Let, so yes, yeah, so so our story we're gonna we're gonna postpone and post later. I think you're gonna make like a post Malone joke. I'm like, oh my god, post Malone and post later. We're gonna leave that post Malone. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't. <laughs> okay, listen, we're gonna take that story. We've got another couple. Yeah. We've got plenty of stories actually, yeah. but we're gonna put a few stories together. We're gonna bring you a second chaser episode, and um, I think we've gotten a really good response from our first one. And the incredible stories we told there. So we're going to bring you some more incredible stories and um, focus on those. And yeah, I'm- and you know who knows? We're, this is organic. We're changing yeah. as we go. This yeah. is. We're going to see what works the best. Ride the wave. Yeah. We're. Yeah, man. I mean, I think the the best thing that we can do as human beings and the intention behind this podcast is to be vocal and outspoken and free and um, fluid. Yeah, fluid and. Mm-hmm. Um, no barriers or no whatever. So, and in the meantime, what we're going to do is um, get ready for the next chaser. And also the guilt is real, but for fuck's sake, shake your beverages, not your babies. Bye. Bye. Time to hit the bottle there. Mm-hmm.